lips A simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine And all I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs with some of the best financial advisors heard around the country every week. And it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. If you'd like to reach any of the advisors featured here, you can call or text them 800-662-6808. You heard correct. Call or text. It's the same number. There's no more text codes, just the number. Text a question on which advisor you'd like to connect with, and I'll make sure you do. Well, another week that was. That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above. In the market, a record-setting day on Thursday led to a Friday opening mostly down. This all coming on the heels of Amazon announcing tripling profits to $8.1 billion and first quarter sales up 44%. Twitter, on the other hand, did not fare well missing analyst forecasts. We saw household income rise by 21.1%, thanks in large part to all those stimulus checks being sent out. And it seems there's a trend for folks 55-plus with money that are looking to retire early. COVID and endless Zoom meetings are partly to blame, say the experts. Saturday marks the return of the Kentucky Derby to a Saturday in May. Essential quality down as the favorite, and there may be some controversy over the horse's owner. However, stay tuned. Fred Flintstone is coming back. A development deal in place with Warner Brothers and Fox. It'll be set 20 years after the original and is being executive produced by Elizabeth Banks. She'll also be the voice of an adult Pebbles. I can't wait. That show originally aired from 1960 through 66. Coming up, we've got Coach Pete Deruta with taxes on his mind. Mark Giels dispels the 4% rule. Nathan Fort talks about rollovers. Andrew Nida checks in with some thoughts on Social Security. Ken Label has some thoughts on the media. Kevin Frisbee says we have to be ready to weather any financial storms in retirement. And we'll take you back to 1957 with a snapshot of what life was like in a new segment. We call it Through the Years. All right. Let's get this pizza cooking, and for that, we turn to America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. In this clip from America's 401k show, Coach and I are talking about taxes in retirement and how to potentially minimize them. It's a lofty goal, but it is achievable, as Coach explains. I want to live a long time, and I want my money to live longer, and I want my money not to be taxed as much as like, as, as much as you can possibly do legally. Sure, sure. And there's something called the gray area. We don't like the gray area in the tax code. We want to set up uh, our, our accounts where it is totally legal, and there's nothing left to, be, to guess, and there's no way you can get in trouble. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, Well, we we basically use the tax law to our advantage, and that's what's there's a lot of nuggets inside the tax code. Tax code's 70, 80,000 pages, give or take. Oh, I know. And it changes (laughs) constantly. And inside there, there's always some good things. And and I've talked to a lot of tax planners around this, Steve. Steve, right now, this is definitely the time. If there's ever been a time to work with a planning team that specializes in more than just selling your products, 
and, and also incorporate strategy, especially tax strategy, this is the time. Steve, we've been utilizing a lot of life insurance planning techniques to get people tax-free income all the way through retirement. It's a Roth alternative. Many people don't know about that. Wouldn't it be great to have a life insurance policy that could handle your long-term care expenses as well? Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so many yep. people aren't aware of that, like you just said. But yep. that's a real viable option. Tax-free as well. Get, I like get. tax-free. So, you know, here's what a life insurance policy is. And I've talked about it on the shows before, but I don't think it's resonating with enough people. They hear life insurance and they turn the channel. So if you're still here, listen, this is good. Life insurance is a way, it's always been a way for you to leave your, your loved ones in a position just as good, if not better, than when you were here. Because you don't want to leave people in a bad way. And if you, don't, if you don't leave income or don't leave money to them, they're going to have to move in bad, into bad places, not good places. So life insurance has always been good. But the techniques here lately in the life insurance industry, you can use the death benefit, some of the death benefit each year. Let's say you have a million-dollar life insurance policy. A lot of people do. A million dollars is great. When you're looking at it as your policy, but you're saying, hey, it's not going to benefit me, but when I die, I know my, my family's going to be taken care of, or my church, or my charity, or whoever you're leaving it to. Wouldn't it be great to know that you could look at that death benefit and know that if you need it while you're here still living, you can take it out tax-free, some of it, to pay for long-term care? So in a million-dollar life insurance policy, million-dollar death benefit, let's say you just got it a couple years ago. You haven't put much money in, but then you go to a long-term care facility next year, you need $100,000 to pay for that stay. You reach into your life insurance policy's death benefit. You get them to send you 100000 of that million-dollar death benefit tax-free right to you, and you use that to pay for your long-term care. Now your death benefit's down to 900000 and your life insurance policy, but you're in your long-term care facility, and it's not costing you any money out of pocket because your life insurance policy's paying for it. Same thing the next year, the next year, the next year. You can do it up to 10 years if you have a million-dollar policy. Wow. So you didn't pay, you didn't pay a million dollars for that life insurance policy's million-dollar death benefit. You, you, put, you paid pennies on a dollar. So, it's a, it's again, it's a way for you to pay pennies on a dollar to have long-term care coverage without buying a long-term care policy. There really is a creative and very effective way to get yourself covered for long-term care. Give Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial a call. Have that conversation. Call or text them here, 800-662-6808, to learn more. You can hear America's 401k show on a number of radio stations in the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina market. It's also available as a podcast. Find it on iHeart, Apple, or wherever you download your podcasts. Subscribe to it. It'll be delivered to your phone each and every week. You can visit PeteOnDemand.com for more information or visit America's401kshow.com. Pizza! Next, Mark Geals in Sioux City, Iowa, really breaks down the old 4% rule when it comes to withdrawals from your retirement accounts. He points out, might be a bit outdated. The 4% withdrawal rule wasn't even created in academia. It was just created by some random guy that, you know, it's kind of like a viral video, you know, that, that all of a sudden passed around and became, you know, the gold standard. And, you know, it, it was done in the 90s, you know. So you look back at the 90s when stocks were averaging, you know, double-digit return and, and bond yields were at 6%. Well, now bond yields are at zero and, you know, stock returns are, you know, all over the place. And, you know, so it's a totally different environment. Uh, and you, you can't, you just can't take something from 30 years ago and say, well, it still makes sense today. I mean that doesn't even make sense, does it? I mean, look at look at what was going on 30 years ago in the world. As a general rule, there was no internet, right? You know, you were still paying for long distance phone calls. Um, you know, it was, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's totally different today. And so, you know, you've got to adapt 
And one of the things that we talked about before was uh, if you listen to the financial media, you know, they'll be saying, well, maybe if you expect to live a long time, you should probably start with a withdrawal rate of two and a half, maybe three percent instead of four percent. And I'm saying baloney. And he said, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, because the withdrawal rate and the percentage withdrawal rate is a general rule. I throw that rule out because all I want to see is how much money do you have? And if we place it into the different buckets of money, how much can we spend without running out in retirement and still have money that is adequate to maintain you know, your standard of living that you want to have in the different stages of your retirement lifespan? So remember, go-go years, slow-go years, no-go years. So I'll give you an example. So if you had a million dollars and you went by what they're saying, you know, 2.5%, Steve. So you know what? You can only take $2,000 a month off of your investments plus Social Security. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you're, you're looking at $4,500 a month in monthly income and you got a million-dollar investment portfolio and that's all you can spend. And if you go through the process that we will walk through with you, you know, you could possibly say, you know what, no, we can take a 6% withdrawal rate uh, during the early years of a retirement. You absolutely couldn't sustain that. And, well, you could, depending upon investment returns, but it's not really practical or recommended to, to sustain a 6% withdrawal rate because the statistics say that, you know, there's probably a fairly decent probability if you spent all that money, so $60,000 a year, um, that you couldn't maintain it. There'd right. be a risk of running out of money. But if you spend $60,000 a year for the first five to 10 years, and then you reduce that withdrawal rate to maybe that 3% rate, you know, or less, you know, during the slow go and the no go years, um, doesn't that make sense? As long as the money that you're still bringing in during the no go and slow go years enough to you know, do everything that you want to do, still travel a little bit, but just not, you know, be going on, you know, a European cruise, going to Hawaii, spending the winter in Florida, you know, doing those things that you could do while you're still active and, and just want to do those things. And so if you follow the general rule, well, now you're, like I said before, you're 80 years old and your investment portfolio that you started with a million dollars now is, you know, worth $2 million. And you're 85, and you're like, well, geez, I can spend $200,000 a year now, and I don't even have to worry about running out of money, and I don't even need to make a return anymore. I mean, people come to that rationalization, but it's too late to enjoy that money then. Don't let time slip by. Enjoy your retirement in those go-go years like Mark just talked about. I really do enjoy talking with Mark. He does bring a perspective that not all advisors can. Mark Geals and Mark on Money can be heard Sunday mornings at 7.30 on KSCJ 1360 AM and 94.9 FM in Sioux City. Visit the website EFS4U.com. That's EFS, the number four, the letter U.com. And you can also find all the radio shows there on the website. You can call or text them here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! Next up, we head to Austin, Texas. That's where we find Nathan Fort. Now, in this clip, Nathan and host Teresa Opeka discuss why rolling over company stock into an IRA may not be the best strategy. If you have company stock that you've been awarded through your employer, you, have, uh, uh, you could have a unique opportunity here where you can take the unrealized appreciation of those stock 
and pay capital gains tax rates on those. So uh, we have you know a lot of people employed by Dell or IBM. A lot of tech companies around here uh, are uh, rewarding their their participants and their employees with employer stock. You have an option when you retire to roll that into a four hundred one k. Okay. Or you can sell it and pay capital gains tax. So uh, let me make a little sense of this. If you roll the company stock to an IRA, now all that money you withdraw is going to be taxed as ordinary income. It's going to be taxed at your ordinary income tax brackets. Okay. And the more you take out, the higher the rates you pay. Whereas if you were to sell the stock uh, before you roll it into an IRA, uh, you'd be paying at the capital gains tax rates, which could be uh, you know, zero for some people, could be 15% or 20% depend- depending on your, your total taxable income. So do not roll over company stock until you understand this concept. Uh, if you have a financial advisor who has not educated you about this, you may not be working with the right advisor. This could save, uh, I've, I've seen this personally, save folks tens of thousands of dollars in taxes. Huh. Uh, even, even hundreds of thousands. I remember one case, uh, over $100,000 in taxes saved by uh, not rolling that money into an IRA and just paying the capital gains tax. And does that matter for just a regular IRA or a Roth IRA? It's that, that's standard advice for both. Is that... Yeah. So, so okay. it, for, for a lot of folks, they'll have a 401k mm-hmm. and then they'll have a separate bucket where they've been awarded stock by their employer. And the, the custodian, let's call it Fidelity, whatever it is, let's say mm-hmm. Fidelity is holding the money. You can give instructions to Fidelity to roll the stock portion along with your 401k portion into an IRA. Okay. Now, uh, if you roll the, the company stock in to that traditional IRA, well, now that money is going to be treated just like your pre-tax 401k money. It's, it's all taxed as ordinary income when it comes out. So if you avoid that, and I'm not saying this is, uh, again, like, like we say, no cookie cutter approach. Right. This, this is not a one size fits all solution for everybody. But you have to understand this concept before you make this decision because for, this is irrevocable. In many cases, you can't go back uh, in, in many cases and, and reverse this. And this could be a tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, a worth of a, a mistake, possibly, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in taxes. Keeping taxes to a minimum, especially in retirement, it is a goal to strive for. And you can hear Nathan and his show, Retire Fit Radio, Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock on KLBJ News Radio 590 AM 99.7 FM in Austin, Texas. Visit his website, retireaustin.com, to learn more. Call or text him here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back in time. Welcome to 1957, the year fins grew larger on cars. We entered the space race thanks to the Russians, and the baby boom peaked. Bigger, bolder, and safer, that's how new cars were described, and the 57 Chevy was a classic in the making. At the time, priced just over $2,700. In 57, there's nothing like a Chevy but a Chevy. Get the car that puts the purr in performance, the 57 Chevy. Today in mint condition, it would cost you around $50,000. Speaking of inflation, for the year it was 3.34%. 
The average home sold for just over $12,000, and we earned $4,550 for the year. The Dow ended the year down 12% at 3845 Elvis Presley was big, and Little Richard gave him a run for his money. Dwight Eisenhower was sworn in for his second term in January. May we grow in strength without pride in self. May we, in our dealings with all peoples of the earth, ever speak truth and serve justice. We loved Lucy for the last time. The series ended after 181 episodes. Perry Mason was winning cases, and teenagers embraced Dick Clark on American Bandstand. The Ten Commandments brought us to the movie theater, and we were introduced to the cat in the hat from Dr. Seuss. And we all fell in love with the Slinky. It's Slinky, it's Slinky, for fun it's a wonderful toy. And that's a snapshot of 1957. We've now arrived safely back in the present. We hope you enjoyed your trip. Here's to a smooth ride into retirement. Hey, we're going to have more of those in the coming weeks. Look for 1962, 1970, and a whole lot more. Hey, if you got a favorite year you'd like us to highlight, let me know. Text me, 800-662-6808. I'll see if we can make it happen. At pizza. All right, back to the advisors. We join host Dave Perkins along with Andrew Nida and Mo Parama of Atlanta, Georgia-based Asset Management Group. Now, in this clip, Andrew breaks down how Social Security can be taxed and the importance of having proactive strategies when you're in your 50s. When they're looking at creating taxation on Social Security benefits, and by they, I'm talking about the IRS, what the IRS does, real simply is they have this like calculator off to the side. And that calculator, they're trying to get it to reflect a number. If you're individual, it's going to be greater than 25000 And if you're married filing joint, it's going to be greater than 32000 or greater than forty-four, if you're going to pay taxes on 85% of your benefit. And I know that seems kind of messy, but just hang with me on the thought. Okay. What they do is they start with half of your benefit. So if me and my wife are getting Social Security and our combined income with Social Security is $40,000 a year, then that calculator will start at twenty, And then they're going to add on top of it the IRA distribution, let's say mm-hmm. we take 10. So there's 30. Okay. Uh, they're going to take, you know, passive income, employment income, whatever it may be. As soon as that calculator reflects a number greater than 44,000 for me and my wife, they zero it out, go over to my tax return. They take 85% of my social security benefits and they tax it as ordinary income at whatever rate I'm in. So, wow. It, it is something to be mindful of. Why? Because all of these things, number one, go into creating the rate in which you'll pay from a taxable standpoint. And it could also increase the cost of your health care expenses, which Mo had lightly mentioned in the previous segment. So you asked a great question to Mo, which was, how can you prevent some of these things? If you're in your 50s, how you save today will justify how you handle your taxes in retirement. Mm-hmm. So doing things today the right way, saving correctly, will improve the overall picture from a taxable standpoint later. Well, it sure seems taxes are on our minds. Glad to see the advisors have some great information to help us keep those taxes to a minimum. 
You can hear their show, Retirement Untangled, Sunday mornings, 9 o'clock on 105.5 in Birmingham, Alabama. You can find past shows at cloudvestors.com. That's cloudvestors.com. And Mo Perum's podcast is available wherever you download your podcasts. Call or text them right here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! Now let's head to Rockford, Illinois. That's where we find Ken Label and his show, Making Your Money Work For You. In this clip, host Teresa Opeka and Ken are discussing the media's influence on us. Sometimes, he says, you just have to ignore them. A lot of times when the markets are at extreme situations, whether really bullish or really bearish, and there's a lot of emotions, oftentimes you'll get the media pushing and amplifying the fears, scaring people right near the bottom of a market, they sell out, and then all of a sudden the market turns around, and now they're afraid to get back into it, so they watch the market go up and they miss out on nice returns they could have had. That that happened to a lot of people in March of last year when they just uh, were afraid of the market. Then when the market gets near a top, they start promoting all these things, how much higher the market can go. Well, long-term, the market has been going up for decades but in between, there are things called corrections in the market prices. And if you're young, if you're in your 20s or 30s, you have time on your side to be able to withstand a market correction. But if you're older or near retirement or in retirement, and you have a majority of your savings and investments in the market, and the market goes down, you may not have as much time to recover. Because if you look at the year 2000 to 2010, the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average were basically flat for almost a 10-year period. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really important not to make hasty decisions and not to trust the media for telling you what to do. I can't stress that enough. Good advice for sure. Meeting with an independent advisor like Ken can help you cut through the noise and be a voice of calm. You can hear Ken's show, Making Your Money Work For You, Saturday mornings at 9 on News Talk 1440 AM WROK in Rockford, Illinois. Visit his website, personalincomesolutions.com. That's personalincomesolutions.com. Call or text him right here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! One more slice for today, and for that, we head to the great state of Maine and Kevin Frisbee. In this clip, Kevin and I are talking about market corrections and how we need to be ready for them, because it's not if, it's when there's a correction. There's going to be tough times. There's going to be storms in the horizon. If you retire and you're 65 years old, there's going to be three, four, five more storms in your horizon, and you just have to know that that's part of life. And it could be something crazy like another COVID type of event. It could be God forbid, another 9-11 event or something to that sort. And so, and and here's why I say this. Looking back, we've had now the COVID event where we, I, I say we got lucky, Steve, by the way, to have a, a V-shaped recovery like that and have the market come back to all-time highs is, is, is this, you know, that's very unusual. Usually it takes four to six years of recovery time to, to come back from an event like that. But, but let, it happened. So unusual when it happened, we come back, which is, which is great. But you look back in 2007 to 2009 market event, financial crisis, took those five, six years to get back to even. Well, that was a 55% decline. So there's two events. Now you look at 2000 to 2002. When, people forget this. When 9-11 happened, we were already in a recession as a result of the dot-com bubble. And so the planes hitting the towers made it much worse than it should have been. But we still had a recessionary time during that 
during that time. There's three events. 1992, savings and loan crisis. Uh, now I'm digging in. I'm going back, right? Yeah. We had a roaring 90s. We had a, a, a great stock market during the 90s, but but it started off the 90s with a savings and loan crisis. And all of a sudden, you had bank failures. You had a lot of stuff going on and the market corrected. Now you go back to 1987, one of the biggest stock market crashes since the Great Depression. So there's five events going back 33 years, 34 years now. Yeah. So take take that out up to my point. Take that out. If you're 60 or 65 today, you got 30 years in front of you. You get three, four, five major market events that will happen just based on the fact that that's that's life, and you got to be prepared for the curveballs. So I'm a baseball fan, right? That curveball, you you can sit on a fastball and get ready, and you know what's coming. But boy, when they flip that that curve in there, and all of a sudden you're not ready for it, you, you got to know how to hit the curveball. Exactly, and boy, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but but you're right. Moving forward, there's going to be things that happen. I mean, nobody saw COVID coming either. No. And how can you? I mean, but, yeah. but the whole key is, in, in, you know, when we talk with our clients all the time about that tactical nature, I, I'm going to hammer this here. The whole key in retirement, even before retirement, is to make sure you're moving and shaking and changing and pivoting if the market changes abruptly based on some crazy event that will come down the road again. And if you're in a buy and hold strategy and you're coming up to retirement time period, that could be devastating for your retirement potentially because now if you need some retirement monies and you're not shuffling that around based on market changes and you're starting to draw that money out for distributions and, and, and income planning, you could be hurt uh, tr tremendously versus our strategy is our, our portfolio managers are moving and shaking as the market conditions change to protect and preserve as much as we can of our clients' portfolios. Love the baseball reference. You have to be able to hit the curveball. And you can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari Weekends, on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine and New Hampshire. You can also find him every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Car Radio program as Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week. You can also find all the radio and TV shows that he does at frisbeebenefits.com. That's frisbee, F-R-I-S-B-I-E, benefits.com. And you can also find him on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. You can subscribe, have that delivered to you every week. Reach him here by calling or texting 800-662-6808. So that's it. Episode 99 of Financial Pizza is complete and ready for that no-contact delivery. Hey, if you'd like your pizza delivered to you each and every week, subscribe to it and it'll be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or anywhere that you download your podcasts. As long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share it. There's certainly plenty of pizza to go around. Financial Pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, reach any of the advisors featured here. You can call or text them, 800-662-6808. You can also visit financialpizza.com for more. Reach me, Steve, at financialpizza.com, or find me on Twitter, at Steve Sudol. I want to thank Teresa Opeka and Dave Perkins for providing clips for today's show. Financial Pizzas, produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to see you next week for episode 100 of Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza.
Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency. 